is the holiday season, and the Time Attack Gaming Podcast is back again for episode 23. And man, do we have a lot to talk about. Well, not necessarily a lot of individual things to talk about, but we got something major to talk about. We're talking about the Game Awards, happening Thursday, December 8th, and we got to talk about it because uh, if we don't talk about it this week, we're not going to talk about it at all. As always, I'm joined, once again, by Josh Statics. Yep, sir. This is the one, the only Josh Statics in the house, and we're here to talk about some motherfucking video games, because why the fuck not? We at the end of the year, y'all. We survive. 2022 is the holiday season and yes, josh sir. is eating wings from wingstop and i only got some <laughs> dollar noodles from fucking walgreens <laughs> so you be the judge of whether or not that's fair um, i'll leave that to your judgment i, I, I feel bad after the fact <laughs> just that. plead the fifth just plead the fifth <laughs> plead the fifth on that one <laughs> um we're, we're very excited to be recording again. We have a fun episode planned. Um, but of course, we like to start off every single, uh, well, most of our podcast episodes with a little chance time where we talk about this time one unique question about just something gaming related. And we both give our thoughts on it. This this one is, you know, we're meant to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. It's not something as, uh, you know, serious. You can get creative with the questions. But uh, this week's question. Josh will answer first, since I'm going to be asking the question, is <laughs> if you had to recommend one game to your group of friends, and, and they basically have to play this game based on your recommendation, and it's a game that they otherwise would have never played without your recommendation, what would it be? So basically, mm-hmm. you know, in order to kind of condense that down and explain that better... Um, you wouldn't want to recommend some like a super popular game like Grand Theft Auto V because everyone's probably played that game. You yeah. want to pick something that if if you didn't make them play it, if you didn't force them to play it, no. If if you didn't make them play it, they probably never would have played the game on their own. What would you pick for that, Josh? That's a that, tough one. Yeah, that is a... Uh... <laughs> That's a tough one. That's very tough because now I got to like go into my subconscious and like pull up past memories like... Like I'm pulling down the file cabinet. It's like where, where, where is this yeah. game? Because <laughs> you want to pick, you want to pick something. Maybe, maybe it doesn't have to be crazy obscure, but maybe it's a game that you know for a fact. Oh, they would never play this unless like someone sat them down and was like, "You need to play this right now." I, I, I actually have two answers for this. If you want to hear mine first, I, while I you're got, thinking, I got one right off the top. This is oh, one. Let's go. I would recommend a lot of a lot of people check out um, uh, a lot of my friends to check out Shadow of the Colossus for the PlayStation. I don't care if it's the PS2 or the PS4 remake. Definitely, I say definitely check that out. That game, uh, one one of the main reasons why it's just uh, so it's a rare experience for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. extremely unique. Extremely yeah. unique. Yeah, and it's a very sim- it's simplistic. But but it, it, it's simplistic as it is effective. It's just a simple story, like a guy just doing whatever he can to bring his girl back. But you know the battles it takes to find these big ass, you know, colossi that's bigger than ever. Like if you played that game back in the PS2 days, like that game was like so graphically, uh, you know, intensive for its time. Yes, you know the yes. scale and everything. But yeah, I, I definitely say check it out. It's there is not many games that are like that. So I I definitely recommend that for sure. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good pick because even though a lot of people know about that game, well, a lot of people know about the game in the gaming industry. Yeah. Very few have actually played it. It's like one of those examples of games as art, I think. That yeah. Is, uh, that is like, actually, that's a probably a textbook example. Yeah. Of games <laughs> as art and. Yeah, that's a good pick because yeah. otherwise they probably wouldn't touch it. Yeah, I, I, and, I, and this is one of those games I wouldn't spoil the ending off the off rip, even though it's an old ass game. I wouldn't because it's yeah. just it, the experience is just like wow. It, it's 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 it starts off like when you go on a journey to find the um, the colossi. It's the journey is kind of like it's beautiful. I'm not gonna lie, but the more you progress to it, it it goes from beautiful to like. Oh my god, this is depressing. The more you keep going into it, but the journey is just so worth it. It's 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 crazy. And then, like that, you know, that's people say people say uh like, what's a game that has a big open world but it's empty and nothing to do? And I was like, Shadow Colossus is a big ass game that's open open area and everything. But it's it you have to you have to check it out for yourself. <laughs> yeah, and, and like the core of the game is essentially making your way from place to place, taking on these colossi, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, and, and it's really that simple, but you know, I, I'm, I'm always fascinated by the games that are able to just be so minimalistic and simple in their design. You know, cause um, like, I, 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 lo- I feel like, you know, like people say, you know, like Elder, like even like Elder Ring takes some inspiration that it looks like from Shadow Colossi, and like Breath of the Wild, and I think Breath of the Wild might have took some inspiration from Shadow Colossus in terms of like the exploration to finding yes. these. Because like there's a there's moments, and I, I didn't play that deep into uh, Breath of the Wild, but now I want to now since you know the other game's coming out next year. But uh, <laughs> I you know you know when you go into these big uh, I can forget what they're called these colossi type b you know beasts or whatever. Like there's yeah. some, you, you, you can see some similarities with that, and I thought that was just cool. You know, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think um, that's a great point because I think Shadow of the Colossus really did influence open world game design, but not in the way that you know other open world games have influenced things like with things like waypoints, towers, things like that. Yeah, they influenced almost like an entirely new way of looking at art direction for oh, open yeah. world video games. For sure. Um, and I, yeah, you know, I've never thought about that. But I do think you're right. I do think Breath of the Wild, stylistically, shares some some similarities with Shadow of the Colossus and was probably inspired by Shadow of the Colossus. Um, I, I I always love to to talk about what games were inspired by um, other games or other piece of media. And I actually made a video today um, yeah. about Sweet Home. Do you know what Sweet Home is? Yeah, it's the, it's the game that was uh that was supposed to be a movie. That, 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 it started off as a movie, then it became a video game, and then it became inspiration into what made Resident Evil Resident Evil. Yeah, I had someone. <laughs> we were we, bingo. That's exactly right. I, I, you know, it's funny. We were talking about comments. I don't want to get into in too into this because Josh yeah. and I were saying we're both trying to take a step away from uh you know going taking the com some of the super negative comments too seriously but you know regardless i do want to point this out i made a video talking about um how sweet home Mm. is the the catalyst for the survival horror genre as we know it because sweet home inspired resident evil and actually inspired isn't even the right word the first resident evil was originally a sweet home game and changed to resident evil early in development 
Like, yeah. this is how important Sweet Home is. I, I, I cannot overstate this enough. It's nowhere near as popular yeah. as Resident Evil. But yeah. if you want to put your thumb on the, 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 the moment where this shit started, my money would be on Sweet Home, personally. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Sweet Home wasn't influential at all. And I just, I was no, like, it, 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 I yeah. just commented, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you, like, you can you can like go on like Resident Evil uh the very first game. Yeah. You can like Wikipedia information if you want to and then on development it'll literally tell you that uh Sweet Home what like the Resident Evil first game was actually was supposed to be a remake of Sweet Home, but then it evolved into something different, especially yeah. based on the PlayStation uh hardware. Fun another fun fact, um like Sweet Home was, was yeah, another another fun fact yeah, uh, like Sweet Home definitely was the you know bread and butter into you know what made Resident Evil Resident Evil. But another game also was inspired Resident Evil Two, and that's uh, Alone in the Dark from nineteen ninety two. That game, Damn, yeah, that game inspired. You're on it today. Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> well, like, I, I, I don't want to brag or anything, but I, you're I, right. I, you're hundred percent correct. <laughs> I, I, I kind of know my shit. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I kind of feel bad for asking you. Do you know what Sweet Home is? Of course you. No, you, 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 you're good. No, it's all good. You, you probably know more about the Resident Evil franchise than I do overall. Probably, I would consider myself very knowledgeable about the franchise. Yeah, I I know enough, but not too much. It's nowhere near the knowledge of the people on uh YouTube, like the Residents of Evil's channel. Like they, oh no, 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 yeah, it's nothing like it's nothing like them. Like big shout out. Yeah, like if you got interviews with people you you know and shit mm. like that, like I I envy you because I would love to talk to those kind of people. <laughs> yeah, facts, facts. Um, but yeah, so um, gaming inspiration, man, went off on another tangent. Uh, yeah, yeah, Josh, this... that was a great pick for your answer. I think I think Shadow of the Colossus is 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 a is a really cool pick. And look, so, some people are not going to like it, and that's okay. Those really art artsy style games, they're going to have that effect on people. Uh, I've never played Shadow of the Colossus. I'm willing to admit that right now, Josh, yeah. if you had to tell me which version to play, because the thing is, I understand that, yes, the PlayStation 4 version is newer. Yeah. But Blue Point did a great job remaking that game. We can both agree, right? Yeah, yeah. However, the art style is different. Is it better? Is it worse? Well, that's not really, you know, for me to decide, but it is fundamentally aesthetically different in the same way that the Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask remakes, while they technically look prettier, yeah. the art style is changed. A lot of the original art style was lost in translation. So yeah. how important do you think the original art style is to the experience, and which version would you recommend me play? Damn. See, because, like, the last game I played was on the... Uh, I played the, uh, the PS3 port. This was this was, this was is the one that actually had an HD collection. It was with the Shadow Colossus Nico uh collections so i played i played that on a ps3 and it's basically the port from the ps2 it just performs better honestly i think i mean it really depends on the um if you're like i guess a graphics or like an aesthetic nerd or anything like that i would say i'm not i'm i'm an art style guy i'm not a i'm not a graphics guy like like that's not like art style over graphics for me personally. Yeah, I I think with Blue Point Games, with the way they handle the Demon Souls remake and everything, I say mm-hmm. definitely check out uh the PS4 version because it's obviously it's more accessible. So I say definitely uh True. check out that one. And easier to play. Yeah, it's easy easier to play. The only thing I'll say, like when I played when I played it back in the day on the PS2 and PS3, I can only give you like, yeah, it was just 
amazing for his time. That I'm just you know pointing out how how good it was in retrospect. But downside yeah. to it, like you know the you know, the performance for his time on the PS2, it may it may like be eh, I don't want to deal with that. So I say yeah, go with the PS4 yeah. version. I okay because because I know I know the original PS2 version because it is so graphically like mm. I I remember I saw this. Um, I saw Shadow of the Colossus on. I was at someone's house. It was their big ass giant CRT TV. Yeah. And they and they played Shadow of the Colossus, and I looked at that and I was like, "Holy shit!" There are very few games over over the time of like the time in my life that I can remember, especially when I was a kid, that made me go full stop. Like, oh my god, I can't believe what I'm looking at right now. Right. Um, Shadow of the Colossus was one of them. Resident Evil Four on GameCube was one of them. Um. Uh, Death Stranding on PC, the, oh, specifically damn. the PC version of Death Stranding, unbelievable at max settings. Oh damn! But yeah, so I don't know why I even went to that tangent. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you'd like. I'm 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 sure you're asking what my pick is. <laughs> we Go went ahead. on a huge ass tangent. <laughs> no, but it, that's a that's a good answer, man. Um, I'll keep that in mind for like w- when I get around to uh, playing it, and if I do play it, I'll let you know what I think. Of course. All right, for sure. For um, sure. So I have I have two picks. Um, one of the picks I'm gonna say is not that great of a pick because it is a first party Nintendo game still, and and you know, that's a lot of people are still gonna have played that. Mm-hmm. But here's my reasoning. I'm gonna pick Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Now, oh, Josh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure you've played this game, so I'm not talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for those of you out there that aren't familiar with the Donkey Kong Country franchise, yes, it's a first party Nintendo franchise. It's popular, but even though Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze was well received by critics and fans when it came out, I still think it's underrated. I think you can make an argument that it is the best pure 2D platformer ever created by any development team. And I know that sounds insane, but you got to consider, first of all, the franchise's pedigree. This is Donkey Kong Country we're talking about. Yep. Legendary games. Number two, it's made by Retro Studios, the Metroid Prime developers. These are like incredible devs that Mm -hmm. understand game design, understand very tight controls. Um, And the level design is so nuts here for a 2D game while also being tough as nails. And and the gameplay, the gameplay is perfect. Every, all four of the Kongs control perfectly, like to a T. It's just, it is a faultless 2D platformer. And I don't think it was really recognized as that when it came out. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my pitch for DK. But again, Josh is you're you're probably echoing all that same shit. You know, we're we're both big Donkey Kong Country fans. Yep. Um my second pick is Zero Ranger for the PC. And I'm sure a lot of you guys are like, what the fuck is Zero Ranger? <laughs> right. Zero Ranger is an amazing amazing video game it is one of my all-time favorite video games and it is an an orange and green shoot 'em up game okay it's 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 made like one of those old school shoot 'em ups so um it takes inspiration from you know i guess galaga and those kind of games are like the first of its kind but um yeah. like like the cave shooters like uh uh Mushihime Sama, if if I'm saying that right, is is one. Um, uh, Ikaruga, that's not a cave game. That's a that's a treasure game, but still Ikaruga, Radiant Silver Gun. Those yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And 
that is an extremely niche genre, but if you are going to play one game in the genre, it needs to be Zero Ranger. I do not want to tell you why, because mm. I don't want to spoil anything about the game. It is a concise, perfectly made experience, and has one of the most intense final boss fights I've ever encountered in a game, for better or for worse. Oh, and see. people who have played the game, I'll tell Josh. Well, here's some... I, okay. Spoilers for Zero Ranger coming, because I kind of want to tell Josh. Josh, do you want to know? Just let it tell me. <laughs> okay. All right, guys, final spoiler warning. If you don't want to hear the, the big ending part, I'm not going to talk about the story of Zero Ranger at all. There's like a hidden story in the game that's not like overtly told to you, and it's and it's really cool. Please play Zero Ranger. Anyways, spoiler alert. Final <laughs> boss of this game, if you beat it under the right circumstances, like it pretty much asks you, do you want to, to, to give everything for enlightenment kind of thing? And okay. If you say yes, you wager the local save file on your computer for the game. Oh, what? To beat the boss fight. I, I, I am dead serious. You wager your save file for the game. Now, the game is very short. Mm. It, the, the games in that genre are, are, are very short, so it's not super devastating. You know, by the time you get to that point, if you do lose, you can get back to there again. Like... Uh, again, fairly, you know, simply. It's not an insanely long game or anything like that. Yeah. These games are meant to be replayed from start to finish many, 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 many times. But you you will sweat and your hands will shake in this boss fight because of that. And people hate them for hate the developers for it. They're like, why did you do this? Why did you do this? I love it. It, they went all in on the artistic choice for what that means symbolically for the story. And it is awesome. And holy shit, they built up to it the right way. Mm. Play Zero Ranger. Enough said, as Stanley once put it, or put it many times. Enough said. Whew, I'm fired up. Okay. Great segment. Good job. <laughs> yeah, Round of applause. for sure. Oh. Got fired up there. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I get passionate talking about those two games. I love those two games very much. And I can tell that you love Shadow of the Colossus, too. Oh, yeah. Hearing you talking about that makes me really want to play it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely worth giving it a shot. I had to like, yeah, I mean, you have to like, if you like looking up some game footage, you know, you can definitely do that. Um, this, you know, I I don't want to say too much because I want to, you know, because I'd rather you play for yourself because. I know you know what it's like when you someone says a game is so great they like hype it up and you play it and you like listen yeah. to what they say in mind and you and you don't get the same feeling from you like yes. oh, this isn't yes. all that great. <laughs> yes, I don't want to go like. <sighs> yes, I almost feel like I said too much because it's like I would I would want people to go in without that, you know. I don't like, of course, though. But then you can't expect people to find things organically just like you did because everyone's experiences are so different, but mm. whatever I digress. Um, of course we got some news we got to talk about. And of course it's going to be down to Josh to pick good news or bad news. Now we only got one topic for each category today. Oh, excuse me. Not the biggest news week. Um, so Josh, good news or bad news. Uh, give me the, let's start with the good news. Good news. Okay, so the good news is that um, we're starting to hear some more murmurings 
of that Indiana Jones game that Machine Games is making for Xbox and PC. Already. Yes, and a lot of movie buffs and video game fans are, are excited for this um, for obvious reasons. Indiana Jones is one of the most legendary film franchises ever, of course. You know, this this doesn't even need to be stated, mm. but they're ramping up hiring for that project. And I think we could be hearing, maybe seeing some of that sooner than we might think, maybe 2023. Um, we can start to see, you know, how that project is shaping. But I wanted to ask you, what do you think the best way to do an Indiana Jones game would be? Like, obviously, like, obviously Uncharted is essentially an Indiana Jones game. But right. do you think they could do a unique version of that? Or should they just copy that style still? Like, what do you think? I I think they should try to do, like, a unique version. Because, yeah, because, like, one thing people argue about Uncharted is that it was basically Tomb Raider, but then you could argue that Tomb Raider wouldn't be Tomb Raider without Indiana Jones as well. <laughs> it all, it's all a big loop. <laughs> right. I think it, it can just try to be its own thing. You know, my thing is, it's just, I, I wonder if it's going to be, uh, I, I, I'm curious about how the perspective's going to be, if it's going to be a first person thing or a third person. That's what I'm really curious about. Yes. You read my mind. I have no idea what they're going to go with because machine games, I think they typically make for like all the Wolfenstein games are first person. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's all I know them for is like, there's those three of their uh, Wolfenstein games. Do you think a character based because it like the Indiana Jones game would very much be a character focused game. Do you think something like that can work in first person? It could. It can, I, I mean, think so too, it, but it, it, it I just, yeah, like I just, I just don't know how I would approach it. Well, it's probably why I'm not a game dev. I just don't know how I would approach that for an Indiana Jones game for first person. Yeah, that'd be interesting, though. I want to see more. Of course, you know they have said no details about the game, but I personally love machine games. I think they've made some amazing games. Yeah, and I can't wait. Yeah, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to see. I mean, I'm trying to figure. I think they can do it, bro. If I think about it. Cause like the last be couple, good. yeah, the last couple, um, the last couple, what's the game called? Uh, yeah, Wolfenstein's were pretty, were pretty fun and they're great, and yeah. I, I'm looking forward to what they can do with it. So, yeah, yeah, I want to see more, and of course, when we do see more, we'll be sure to talk about it. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> but unfortunately, that leaves us with the bad news because Josh decided to leave us with the bad news the bad this news. time for last. <sighs> How could you? Here we go. Bad news as of today. Today being Friday, the 2nd of December. Mm -hmm. um, the Callisto Protocol's reception has been much lower than expected, uh, from critics at least. Obviously, a lot of creators and players are just now getting their hands on the game. They were very, very stingy with re uh, review codes. Mm -hmm. Maybe stingy isn't the right word. They're very selective about review codes, so I... like. A lot of horror game creators did not get them, like, at all. And oh, really? they had to wait for launch. Um, obviously, fans only get it on launch as well. So, you know, those impressions, I'm still kind of waiting to hear. But the critic reception has been lower than expected. Oh, and that's disappointing, Josh, because we talked about that game quite a bit. You know I was really excited for the game. Yeah, yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, it's really not all that similar to Dead Space. In like, it's it's a lot more melee-focused than Dead Space. Like, there's a dodging mechanic, and 
Mm. And yeah. And <sighs> apparently there's like no puzzle solving whatsoever. Oh, no. Um, critics are, and again, take, take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. Josh and I have not spent any time with the game. We're just telling you what the general reception is. Yeah. And I will let make, let you come to your own conclusions about that. Um, but, but there's been a lot of criticisms about the combat. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of criticisms um, about the fact that there's n- no puzzle solving at all in the game, which is rare for a horror game um, to yeah. have no puzzle solving at all. And um, apparently the performance on the Xbox and the PC versions of the game are not good. Like the oh, Xbox no. version of the game is completely missing ray tracing, does not have it at all. Even in the Series X version, it's just not there. And yeah. the PC version of the game has Denuvo DRM, and and it's causing the, at least they think it's causing the performance to just be, uh, pretty abysmal on even high end PCs right now, which is extremely extremely disappointing. I know that Sony had like almost a hundred and fifty um um uh game devs from Sony helped. Uh, striking distance studios with the Callisto protocol. Mm. I'm not sure if there's that's any reason for why the PS5 version seems to be the stable version of the game. Yeah. Because I think technically the Series X would have more um, cores in the GPU for ray tracing. I'm not sure if that's the right technical term, but I'm, I think it is. Mm. It's just it's just weird. I'm not I'm not saying that that was deliberate or anything like that. It's just right. that's things that people are bringing up. I'm not trying to start a fucking conspiracy or anything like that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Overall, I I was thinking I was gonna wait on the game anyway to go on sale because I've spent a lot of money on games recently. But now I'm really gonna wait for a sale, and I hate to let critics. I, I normally don't let critics influence my decision to buy a game whatsoever, unless it's like a broken game. Right. But the stuff that this is consistently being complained about is stuff that is very important to me, mm. you know? So I don't know. It, it like we got the dead space remake next year. So if you want your dead space fix, you're going to get it. Yeah. Damn. But oh, man. I wanted this to be a ba- like a, a just cross the board banger. Like what I'm are sorry. your, what are your reactions t- to hearing that? Um, that is, it's unfortunate, sadly. Everyone was talking very, I mean, I was, so I was interested in it for sure, but yeah. it's just like, damn, it's it's not, it, I think because we're all expecting something that was similar to like Death Space and more, like when you're supposed yes. to be a, a, you know, a spiritual successor, you're yes, supposed to exactly. be a successor not a that not not the opposite and it's just i don't know it's just and it's from like what the former team that former team that worked on death space right i think it's from some people like uh the former um game director and and i think there are similar members of the team right but it's mainly like like the direction lead is the same i can't remember the guy's name yeah. But the same the same guy who kind of led the development of Dead Space One, and I think he was part of the reason why Dead Dead Space One was so, you know, took so much stuff from Resident Evil right. Four in a good way. Right, and, um, and, and and now it's this is like 
for me, it's like it's two for two because now we got this thing where it's like, hey, remember that old game you love? Yeah, we're gonna give you the same thing we you you want before, but it's new and it's a spiritual successor. Yeah, this happened with Left 4 Dead, the Total Rock Studios, yes. where this happened, and they came out with Back for Blood. We thought, yeah, we're gonna get the the true sequel to Left 4 Dead three that we never got, and then it was a poor, it, it was a lesser version of what people remember, and then on that they added so much nonsense that nobody asked for. And now, what it sounds like with this one, it's like, it's like, I guess the the real question is like, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> what what happened? It's just, I don't know. It, when because like, there's one game I know that's a spiritual successor in mine that actually worked in this blessed thing, and that came from the people who were behind like the Castlevania, oh, like I think it was legendary like, game. Yeah, it was from I think the guy's name was Koji Igarashi. The producer, the guy who's been like a long time producer of the Castlevania series, and he, yep. you know, him and his team, they dropped like a few Bloodstained games, and they and they were fire. They were good. They were good yeah. ass games. And I'm they were like, all good. Right. Every single one of them was good. Right. And it's just like I, I don't know. It's it's just what the hell. But then the fact you say that you only let some people get to like look at it, review it. When I hear things like that, that's not. I say that's never a good thing. <laughs> that could be. Not a good thing because it's like, oh, okay, they, I, you know, I, it's it's just unfortunate. I really, I really don't have much to say. Yeah, on that. <laughs> I still, I still want, um, I still want to pl- to try it for myself some someday because I I don't want, you know, I don't want to just be influenced by the opinions of others, right? Um, and there is a chance because some people are bringing this up. There's a chance this could end up being like Alien Isolation, where it comes out, mm. it's not really received all that well by critics, but a yeah. year or so goes by, and and the players, Alien Isolation is now regarded as a modern horror classic. It's yeah. constantly brought up in examples for great horror games and stuff like that, mm. and critics just didn't really see that when it came out. So maybe maybe Callisto Protocol ends up being something like that. Maybe yeah. it doesn't, you know, who knows? Definitely get it on sale too. <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I wasn't gonna spend the full price anyway. Like I said, I was gonna wait just because um, you know, I I, I I've spent a lot of money on video games recently. Yeah. Uh, I bought I bought the Bayonetta special edition of Bayonetta three. Obviously God of War came out and these are all kind of back to back and games are not cheap. You know, we all know this, not. so they expensive. <laughs> yeah, very expensive. So yeah, Callisto Protocol. If I end up playing it at some point, we'll talk about it. Oh yeah. Um, because I do want to give it a chance at some point. I'm sure. Hey, maybe it'll come to Game Pass one day. <laughs> we'll be there. Never know. <laughs> yeah. We'll, oh yes, we'll be there if it comes to Game Pass. No excuse not to. <laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah. So speaking of critics, perfect segue. Speaking of critics, we got to talk about the Game Awards. Josh and I have not, um spend time talking about the game awards because uh we missed a few sh- um podcast recordings but that's okay oh yeah i got the list in front of me right now josh have you gone over s- the list of some of these nominees uh i have um i was looking at it yesterday before i went to sleep but yeah i looked at it <laughs> okay 
I want to get some of your reactions to a few of these. Because I, the, the, I, I, I must, I must say, I look at the important ones. I was almost saying anything, yes. anything in regards to who's the best cut the fuck out of here, brothers. Yeah, so I don't stuff wanna... like best, best, <laughs> best esports coach. I'm sure you weren't uh, uh, sweating <laughs> trying to <laughs> worried that your pick wasn't gonna make it. <laughs> Man, that, that's when you know that it's like yeah, you know, they said best coach of the year or best like content creator. I'm like what? And I'm like. I'm like, who are we talking about? And it's like people you never heard of. <laughs> yeah, we're old. We're out of touch. We're old oh, yeah. men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the most, the absolute worst nomination. Obviously, the Game Awards is famous for ter for terrible snubs. Oh yeah. Um, like uh, Dragon Age Inquisition winning over Mario Kart Eight in the 2000. 2000- I don't even think Shovel Knight was nominated. Yeah. for game of the year and, and anyways i'm not gonna get into past years because <laughs> i that could be a whole fucking podcast but anyways um the absolute one of the worst nominations i have ever seen and everyone on this critic panel that okayed this because it's a panel of of quote-unquote experts yeah that okayed this should be ashamed of yourselves and you're completely out of touch Damn. Best fighting game, Sifu <laughs> is nominated. Do you guys know what the definition of a fighting game is? Because clearly you have no fucking idea. A game with fights in it is not a fighting game. A fighting game has to have player head-to-head combat. Yeah. I don't care if it's in a 3D environment. I don't care if, if, if it's if it's in a 2D environment. I don't care if it's a platform fighter. Platform fighters like Multiverses and Smash are fighting games. Yeah. Sorry if that ruffled some of y'all fe- y'all's feathers. It's the truth. The, the developers acknowledge them as fighting games, and most of the community acknowledges them as fighting games. Sifu is not a fighting game. I, I, it has I, I, hand-to-hand I, combat. I know why they put that. I, I know why they put it in there. It's just basically oh oh yeah. i know why yeah. it's a stupid ass reason though it's, it's a not a fighting game. It's, it's, it's stupid because they they uh because beat-em-ups are like essentially like a subgenre of fighting games but again you're fighting a uh, computer you're, you're computing you're fighting a computer there's no there's no yeah. traditional you know one you know hand it's not a traditional 1v1 combat as the yeah. way it's structured so they yeah. just they probably put it in as a placeholder because they ain't got yeah. nothing but exactly so, but what, 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 what I thought was also was funny because they put Jojo All-Star in there as well and that's an old ass game too that is like an old yes. ass game for the PS3 which I thought was funny yes so that's a bad nomination as well, but again, they're probably running out of space here. Yeah. Uh, but Sifu is the worst nomination I have seen in Game Awards <laughs> history for any category. It's there are no matches in Sifu. There, there is not um, winners and losers. Like y- you can't play Sifu in a tournament, right? There, like unless it's a speedrunning tournament, playing a single player game. Sifu is not a fucking fighting game. Stop. Right. Like, I, 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 I'm sorry if I sound fired up, but right. <laughs> Sifu, Sifu has a chance to beat actual fighting games in the best fighting game category, has a legitimate chance to, to, to beat best, like actual fighting games. And oh, number one, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a part of the FGC, but that's, that's a slap in the face to the FGC. You know, the people that love street fighter yeah. Tekken, um, like, like, imagine how the Tekken community would feel 
if um, Sifu was nominated alongside Tekken 8. Like, let's say Sifu came out next year. And Sifu yeah. was nominated alongside Tekken 8. Let's pretend Sifu fucking won. Right. Over Tekken 8. That would not fly. That would not fly, my friend. Uh, yeah. Not that, at all. Yeah, people... Uh, yeah, the fighting... The FGC will... No. Uh, it, it, it would be riots on the internet streets, so... <laughs> yes. And I'm not blaming you, Jeff. I know everyone likes to blame Jeff Keighley. It's not Jeff Keighley's fault. Jeff has made it clear many times, and I believe him, that he does not pick these category. But, um... We got some, uh... Some... Some interesting opinions from the quote-unquote expert gamer panel. <laughs> the expert gamer panel, Josh. Uh -oh. They know it all. They know that Sifu's the true fighting game. They, 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 I, they know. I, shouldn't it be in the action-adventure category? Because it's just like, I don't understand how... Sifu... It, it, I think best action game would be the most um, fitting category because it, it really is an action roguelike that's focused on combat. Yeah. Um, and I think, yes, it is nominated for best action game. Um, best action game is Bayonetta three neon white seafood, teenage mutant Ninja turtles <laughs> and call of duty, modern warfare two, which is, <laughs> that's funny too. I don't it's... think that's as bad as the seafood one, but that's just like dog. That's what the fuck. Is call of that? duty is not an action game. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a competitive first-person shooter. Yeah, just because, it, yeah, just because there are explosions, yeah. does not mean it's an action game. Oh God, yeah, this yeah, expert like, panel. Yeah, they don't have any shooters on here. I think normally they would have had shooters on there. I'm surprised. <sighs> uh, like this might sound funny, but like I'm surprised. Maybe not. <laughs> I thought they would have had a shooting category, or whatever. Because I thought you know maybe Halo Infinite yeah. would have been on there, despite. You know, this po despite this, you know, the post-launch uh, roadmap they got going on, I thought it would have been worthy enough to be considered on these nominations, yeah. but I guess not. Because, because I, the game, the, I mean, the game, the, the multiplayer came out in, like in November, but the campaign came out, the, you know, a month. I don't know. That's, that's yeah, kinda... that's that's a tricky one because I think half of it was nominated or was eligible for the Game Awards last year, and then the other half being the campaign. Yeah. Is, is i guess technically i don't know it, it it released at such a weird period of time where that's very confusing right and i'm sure they're just trying to avoid that altogether so i get it right. but i would have rather them just through the the halo campaign on there i mean i can think of three shooters right now call of duty neon white and um halo so i'm sure they could come up with one or two more not, right not that hard you don't got to throw call of duty in best action come on <laughs> but part of part of what makes these lists so frustrating is it's it's still very clear that the majority of of critics like i'm not we're not going to go category by category in fact we're going to talk about very few categories because yeah. so many of them are the exact same games nominated um like in the exact same way pretty much and it's because mm -hmm. a lot of critics just kind of play a smallish group of triple a games during the year yeah and there's like very little variety. Um, very, yes, there's indie game representation technically, but indie games still are not being taken seriously. Nope. Game of the Year has no actual indie games. Stray is published by Annapurna, and I get that they also publish indie games, but the definition of an indie game is starting to get lost now. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have a problem with Stray being nominated for Game of the Year. 
and I realize I kind of made it seem that way. So let me let me let me walk that back real quick. <laughs> um, Neon White was one of the highest rated, most well received games of the year, also published by Annapurna. Again, you can still have a publisher and be considered indie under some circumstances. So what's I'll give got, that to him. What's it called again? Is it black and white? Neon White. Neon White. Okay. Yeah, and it's not nominated for Game of the Year. Kind of like in the same way that uh, Forza Horizon um, wasn't nominated for Game of the Year last year, and it was like the highest rated game of the year. Yeah. Um, Neon White's not the highest, obviously, because we have like Elden Ring and God of War, but it's it's like I think the third. I think. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on it. But it's just like we don't. I feel like indie games that aren't heavily marketed by one of the big three console manufacturers are just never taken seriously cuphead wasn't nominated in in, cuphead or hollow knight weren't nominated for game of the year in 2017 and PUBG in its beta state was nominated for game of the year in 2017 Mm. that's appalling that's appalling (laughs) i'm so fired up today josh i see (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) i'm Maybe I don't know. It's that. Uh, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm like doing. I like as you're talking, I'm like looking stuff up as you know. This is this is like you know this is C, and I'm just thinking maybe. I get. I guess because yeah, I, I don't know. Indie, it's it is ridiculous that you know indie games don't get looked at in the same light, but they're. Yeah heavily praised for being, you know, fun and everything, but like as an art style or anything, they just don't get held to the same standard as these AAA games. And I don't know, maybe because of like marketing or, or probably, I th- I think probably what it is because they have these big, um, you know, publishers behind them and such, and they can just like advocate into putting the, you know, putting their placement into the categories and stuff like that. Whereas probably yeah. like any person, depending on the team, they probably don't have that much power or influence just to put their names into other categories. I- I'm not entirely sure. Who knows what really goes on? Um, yeah. Do you it, have? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, because like, because like, I know one guy. One guy made a video. He was talking about God of War Ragnarok, and even though right. I love that game, but he was saying yes. that you know. Because like this game's been out, it's barely been out, and it's already getting ten. It's already getting, it's already had like the most nominations out of anybody in the categories, and it's like, it's, yeah, and it's like that's so unfair. Why does that get to happen? And it's like you know maybe you could argue that Sony wanted to put those games in there, and then Sony, you know, Sony tend to put a lot of the games in their you know categories. But then again, those games are fucking well made and you know well designed. I mean, I don't know. It could be a power thing with the corporation. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I, I'm I'm not going to claim to pretend what's yeah or claim to pretend I know what's going on, Josh. Oh yeah, but I get, yeah, we I get never, what you're saying. Yeah, it's 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 always fun to speculate because we don't know. Just. Yes, <laughs> it is fun. And and when I get fired up like this, I'm just disappointed that more like game, the games I feel um that should be getting more more representation really aren't i'll tell you another game that i feel like you could make a serious argument that should have been nominated for game of the year if you're Mm. not going to pick neon white Mm -hmm. i legitimately think that vampire survivors should have been nominated over stray for the indie game vampire survivors was an 
unbelievable explosion on Steam. It is one of the best values of a game you can possibly buy. Mm. And hell, I played it like two days ago. It's Phil Spencer has like over 200 hours on the game and it hasn't even been on Xbox hardly long at all. Mm. Vampire Survivors was an insane, insane hit on Steam. I think it has. Hold on. Let me double check this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to check this live right now because it we'll has do it an live. absurd. Yeah, fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry for the loud clicking. Vampire, excuse me, Vampire Survivors. It was $3 when it launched. It's 5 bucks now. Holy shit. They just hit. Oh, I'm sorry. Vampire Survivors is one of the highest rated games ever to be released on Steam. Ever. Yeah. This is not even a, like the year we're talking about. Over 150,000 user reviews for the game are published for Vampire Survivors, mm. and 98% of them are positive. Holy shit. Damn. And the game, I think, I think it's nominated in Best Indie. Mm-hmm. But if, like again, a lot of these indie games that that the, they only get taken seriously in Best Indie. No, it's not nominated in Best Indie. Well, will slap my fucking just punch me in the face. It's not nominated <laughs> for Best Indie game. Uh, that is a joke. Oh damn. That is a joke. Uh, that is a complete joke. Uh, One of the highest rated games in the history. And 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 there there were over thirty thousand reviews in the last thirty days, so in the last month, and ninety nine percent of them are positive. Yeah, come on, no love for vampire survivors. Are you actually kidding me right now? Wait, it says is is that a nominated category? No, it's not nominated for it's. So not only is it not is nominated it, for game of the year, it's not nominated for best indie game either. They just completely ignored the fucking video game. Okay. Well, okay. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's accurate. But I just saw something that said like it was put in the best debut indie game. I don't know. That that's the new category they have for it. Yeah. So I knew. I knew it was nominated for some category. And yes, best debut indie game. Sure. That definitely should have been nominated. But why is it not nominated for best indie? Why is it not nominated for game of the year over Stray? We're we're talking that about a weird... once in a generation level of reception for this game. I know it's a very small game. I know it's a, the game is simple visually, but the gameplay loop is rock solid. It is the most addicting game of the year, and it's got no microtransactions. This is a weird list. I'll be honest. The more I do, I'm looking it up. It's I'm getting like, angrier and yeah, angrier. The well, more it's I read. like it's like how you have a best independent game, but then you have best debut indie game it's just but then you have you literally have stray in that category but also have it in the best independent category as like it's, 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 it's like it's, the it's, same it's, fucking game it's like it's, it's very like what they call like counterintuitive or something yeah. like that it's just like it really makes no sense why no even have two fucking categories then if they're good if they're both going to be practically the same Right, that that's 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 one of the that's things ridiculous. I, I <laughs> that's one of the things I don't like. <laughs> I'm laying. I'm just gonna watch the show just for the trailers. That's all I'm gonna do. Because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just yeah, like, like we want it to be taken seriously. We want these awards to be taken seriously. Right. But come on, you gotta like. No one in that expert panel was like, "Hey guys." Vampire Survivors was a 
big deal. And maybe a lot of these guys are console-only people, so maybe they didn't understand how big Vampire Survivors was. But yeah. one glance at the Steam page... I, I don't think the game has left, like, the most played Steam games. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I can rant I'm now... Like, I can rant, like, with, with, like for example, these best... Uh, like these content creators of the years, they why why the fuck you can't call them the best esports player? Because everybody in your category is a fucking esports player, and they have a separate category for best esports athlete. Yeah, they, they got. Have. Oh no, I see. They got esports team, esports coach, esports event, but I don't see an, an esports athlete. And then there's the content. It's like what the fuck? You're putting. You're putting. And what's funny to me is like they these all these, all these people they put they're like mostly streamers or anything, and it's like when I look at like content creators and such, for to me it's just, it's not someone that's just based on like the you know the uh, competitive for esports scenes. Like I want to see people that people are familiar with. Why not see people that people love to be entertained by? You know, watching their videos. It's good content. People want something to look forward to. You know, like the Corey Kenshins or the Markipliers or whatever the case may be. But uh, it's just like when I see that, it's just you're gearing towards these competitive people, and it's just like it's not really that inclusive. Like you want your award shows to be inclusive, but it's not really that inclusive. Like these categories is bullshit. First and foremost, like. It just shows that there's like lacking creativity and putting people in the categories. Like you said, you said for sure. It's just like, you know, the action games. Why is there a shooting game in the action category when it's just for shooters? But I don't know. It, it, it's just, it, it, it's just a weird, fucking, <laughs> like list. The more I look at it, it's so, it's so bad. Like. You have best multiplayer game, and then and then Call of Duty is in the action category, which we know most people play. You know the multiplayer in Call of Duty. No, like very very rarely have people play uh, the campaign. It's it's just a weird list. Like the only things that really matter is like game of the year, guest game direction, best narrative, and then the you know it it's just it's yep. it's bad. Best mute, best scoring music. Best audio design, best <laughs> innovations yeah. in accessibility. It's like I, what the fuck, bro. I, so, I, like, and and part of the reason, like, I understand that why they want to have so many categories. I get the argument; they want a lot of representation, but you run the risk because this is is a heavy criticism for the show is that these shows are way too long. And they're not paced yes. very well. Like these shows will often be very front loaded. They want to be the Oscars. Yeah. And then you're sitting through like, I would rather you have less categories and maybe have more nominees per category or, right. um, or really treat those uh, like the announcements of the winner with like real big pomp and circumstance, because a lot of these they just mm-hmm. read over real quickly without like j- like the camera just pans over best family game uh Mario ten trillion okay yay and then everyone claps like it's not like every category isn't isn't really doted upon and some of these get announced off screen too right like they're not I would rather them have less categories more nominations per category and and be a much more focused 
event. So I think I think your criticisms are valid. Um, but yeah, it's 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 frustrating because it's the you know it's the industry we love, and yeah. it like, just sucks. Yeah, it, it's just I, I, like like I look at the like the the Academy Awards like you know nominations and such, and even then I like some of the stuff they have there is a lot more fair because they give them more as, you know, uh, you know, recognition for people like, you know, best makeup and hairstyling or like best production, best sound cinematography and things like that. And it's just like, how about we give categories to like who had better level designs, you know, who were a better writer, art design, character designs, like, like flesh it out. It don't have to be the same shit for like the most minimalistic, you know, it's you know stuff but I, I you know like i know they want to be inclusive to everybody but it's like you have to be fucking fair and it has to be well thought out and deserving to it at the, at the same time yeah now yes yes i agree i do want to switch over a bit yeah because i think it it how do i want to put this i do want to circle back in a positive light yeah, I yeah. want to make it very clear. Josh and I have been very, very critical of the Game Awards in this podcast episode. We've yeah. said almost nothing positive. Right. <laughs> With all the criticism I have and Josh has and, and that we truly, you know, believe in what we say. Right. I am glad they do it. I'm glad Jeff puts... I'm glad Jeff started the Game Awards. I'm glad he he is still receptive to negative feedback he's very receptive to negative feedback he always asks for feedback and i'm i'm still glad that he puts that much passion into an industry he believes should be at the forefront of entertainment do i think it's done in all the right ways no i think his over reliance on having celebrities that aren't involved in the gaming industry yeah. uh, on stage is completely cringeworthy yeah. no one gives a shit about celebrities like he ended the show once with a drunk vin diesel on stage I and if vin I... diesel wasn't drunk on stage yeah. he should see someone because he looked drunk and he was yeah. talking and he sounded drunk uh, i don't want to see vin diesel anywhere <laughs> certainly not the game awards it's like why are you here why is this the closing show for that shitty ass or uh the closing announcement for that shitty ass uh <laughs> game that came out for the fast and furious right um, but i'm still glad he does it i'm going to watch it because it, it's still overall a positive thing for the industry i feel i do even though i have so many criticisms about it yeah. Um, I think the hype for a lot of these announcements that he builds up is strictly to get those viewer numbers up because most of the time it doesn't deliver. Um, no. But that all being said, and I think, Josh, you can agree with me, I'm still glad he does it. And I respect him for taking the negative feedback because he does. He asks for negative feedback on Twitter all the time. I see him do it. And I got to give him respect for that. And he And he does put together a very complicated show that is impressive the way it all works without a hiccup, really. I mean, it, it they go off without a hiccup. They do. Yeah. And the Oscars can't even say that. Yeah. And the Oscars is nowhere near as complicated as the Game Awards. The Game Awards is, are, is a way more complicated thing to do than the Oscars. Yeah. So, I know. Uh, I got to uh, gotta give it to him for that. For sure. Uh, I just, I think for me, I just... 
uh, I mean that. I mean that's you know that that that's cool and all, but it's like the the, the shows them, themselves, man. It's just like I think for me, you know, last year I didn't like the thing I didn't like about the Game of War show last year was it was for me outside of like celebrity appearances and things like that. There were a lot of uh, right like music performance. I didn't like that. I was annoyed with that. I actually made a video. I said there was so much music performances and everything. And I'm, I, I'm with you. Yeah, I like, wish I, they weren't even there, dude. I wish like these these yeah. bands. Like I guess Hozier's gonna be there, which I don't have anything against them. Um, I think Imagine. I don't like Imagine Dragons at fucking all, but yeah. some people do, I guess. Yeah, I wish they weren't there. It just yeah. takes up time. I I just think yeah, it's just like for me, it's like. It's like make it about gaming, not about ple. I don't know, like not too necessarily about pleasing these networks and viewerships. I I understand that's exactly. important, but it's just, uh, like we're gamers, man. Yeah, <laughs> we're it, nerds. We that, just we're gamers. We're fucking nerds, man. We just want to fucking sit there and just we we just want to see things that's catered to what we love. That's all. That's all we care about. Dog, you could cut that show in half if they took out all that bullshit. Yeah. Because the show is too long. If they took out all the celebrity cameos yeah. and all these, like, I think when they had Green Day on, they played, like, five songs. Yeah. And people are just sitting there in, like, a theater watching Green Day perform, and we're all just sitting at home looking like jackasses watching Green Day on the TV. Yeah. Play for like, five songs, and you're just like, get the fuck on with it. Right. Like, like show us some trailers show us like if you're gonna do a music performance then god damn it let it be a performance that's so related to the video game you know what how about this how about you start the show for no fucking context you start the show with like the snake eater theme from metal gear solid 3 and then boom yeah like people that that would be amazing yeah it has no it has no relevance to what's going on but the fact that it's from a video game and people are familiar with it boom we start off with a fucking bang and then you know then let's i don't know i'm just saying instead we gotta listen to that fucking like radioactive song radioactive right it's like dog i'm not trying to hear that (laughs) right i'm just sitting here and like like come on like listen to what the guy did i forgot i forgot his name he directed the, um, you know, a way out, and it takes two. The guy who says, "Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't care about that shit. Fuck the Oscars. I want, yeah, bring that guy back because that dude was funny. He, he understands the assignment. I, I wish I knew his name, but he, he, he showed up drunk. I, I think he was a little tipsy, and then Jeff Keighley was all like, "All right, all right, now, you, all right, all right, we're done, we're done. Go, go." <laughs> Crazy. Oh yeah. Well, Josh, man. Thank you for joining me on that probably the longest rant I have ever done on this podcast. Oh yeah. Um I I have really kind of given my piece on the game awards. I'm ready to see the show. Do you have anything else you want to talk about before we wish everyone a good day or good night? I anything just... else on your mind, man? I just want to say I'm depressed as fuck people because I done 100% God of War Ragnarok and I just mm. it was so good I went back to play God of War 2018 and I 100% that game too in the same week <laughs> guys keep Josh in your thoughts please I I, 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 I am I am go, I, I'm go, I, I am going through withdrawals right now like I, I, I need mm. another game like that it is sad yeah. that 
game to me is a 10 out of 10 experience. And I'm not just saying it for the sake of saying it, but it's just like video games like that are so hard to come by. It's not like 10 years ago when you had like a banger, a banger, a banger, a banger. This one is like a banger, a disappointer, a disappointer, a disappointer. <laughs> Might be a banger. Disappointing. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I, I, I mean... I need some, I need some guidance. Like I got to find something to like take my mind off the God of War thing. I might just dive into like Breath of the Wild or something. It's just video, good video game, like masterpiece experiences is very hard to come by. It should not be taken for granted. Like, you know, that's just my, that's just my two cents. That's what I've been playing. Well said, dude. And uh, can I throw you a suggestion? Yeah. After you tell tell me what you've been playing. Oh, that's true. Um, so, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do right after this podcast. Uh, I'm going to go play God of War. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to play God of War a little bit before bed. But um, no. Uh, so I have been playing. <laughs> don't judge me. I've been playing Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. I know people's opinions on that game seem oh, yeah. to be very negative a lot of times. And I talked to one of the... Um, one of my mods on my YouTube and orange, who's, uh, has been insanely helpful during my playthrough of this game. Um, yeah, he, he's just, you know, big shout out to orange fucking amazing mod, amazing dude. <laughs> um, he, he told me, he's like, yeah, a lot of people have very negative opinions of this game. And I finished the game and I think there's something really, really cool here. And it's clearly an, absolute labor of love from a very passionate group of developers my final conclusion is just i don't think that the game i think the game was much too ambitious for a team of that size this is an insanely ambitious game i mean you're in this enormous hub world called the pizza plex there are so many areas in this building that are completely visually distinct it's unbelievable Mm. like how how cool i would have loved to explore a world like this as a kid in a video game yeah but when you have so many moving parts like that in this open completely open freeform environment mm. um and their last game was very much not like that at all it was very structured like the other five nights of freddy's games mm. um that's why there's still a lot of bugs there's still a lot of performance problems i'm i was getting performance problems on the series x version of the game this is a playstation 4 game by the way i was Mm -hmm. getting performance problems on the series x um i was getting almost unplayable performance problems on the series s i think there's something bugged with the series s version and then i hear the playstation 4 and xbox one versions of the game are abysmal to to try to play Mm. so can I like as much as I enjoyed it? Can I recommend the game? <sighs> if you can get it at, on a big discount, I think it's worth trying. Yeah. But there's just because there's something so cool there. But there's just it, it's. I wish, I wish it was finished. It's just not finished. <laughs> and I think Steel Wool is finished with it, with the base game at least, because I think they're moving on to the DLC and the, and the game's not finished. Yeah. I don't think anyone would say it's finished. Well, hopefully things will be things will get better. <laughs> I hope so too, because there's something cool there. And I love the aesthetic of the game. And I love the characters. And I loved learning about all the areas and, and the lore was awesome. But 
<laughs> yeah, performance. You know, we man, we're, we're we're talking about bad performance quite a bit today. But um, yes, yeah, so that's 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 been the game I've been uh, kind of playing. Um, I, I kind of hopped back on Monster Hunter for a bit because there's some new content for that. And now that I wrapped up Security Breach, that and... game's coming to Game Pass. Woo! Which one? Rise, Monster Hunter Rise. Oh yeah, Monster Hunter Rise. Oh, I should have put that in the good news section. Thank you for reminding me. Um, <laughs> yeah, Monster Hunter Rise. Um, it's coming to PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and it's coming to Game Pass. Unfortunately, there's no cross-play or cross-progression, which is a stake in my heart. I'm still going to have to just be <laughs> stuck with the Switch version at like 720p, 30 frames per second, instead of being able to play at 4K 60. Right. But um, I'm very happy for PlayStation Xbox fans that are going to be able to play what I think is the best Monster Hunter game ever made. Oh man, better you should than, try it when, better, when it comes out, Josh. Hell, I might even start a new character if you want to get some hunts in. I'm gonna definitely give it a try. <laughs> is is this game surpassing World now? Because I don't hear people talk about World enough anymore. I I think I think every Monster Hunter fan has a different opinion on what they think the best game is. Yeah, and most of those opinions are valid because the thing about the Monster Hunter franchise is the vast majority of the games are excellent, excellent games. Mm. Um especially like on the newer end yeah uh like and by newer end i mean like pretty much anything after monster hunter try yeah on the wii um are it's those are all good games um i like rise more than world i think rise has better gameplay than world um yeah. obviously world has much better graphics but yeah um rise also trims the fat world has a lot of bloating um, a lot of uh, forced cutscenes. Um, it has a terrible, terrible, terrible plot, terrible story, um, which shouldn't have even been in the game, in my opinion. But if for my money, I would go with Rise. I think um, I don't want to play another Monster Hunter game that doesn't have the wire bugs. I think that needs to be a permanent Ooh. feature. So yeah, I think I think you'll enjoy it when it comes to Game Pass, Josh. I might, I might, I might check it out for sure on Game Pass. I gotta dive i gotta put my time into it <laughs> yep just like i gotta put my time into god of war before this big ass round table we got coming oh i'm mean? the last motherfucker y'all are waiting on uh, that's you and uh we got i think one more person he's waiting on him too uh wait should we do we should we talk about it before we wrap <laughs> i'll let you tease it all right Go so ahead. you you take it from here all right so Basically, uh, before we wrap, we just want to say that our next episode of the Time Attack Gaming Podcast will be a different type of episode. Oh, wait, hold oh. on. Is it definitely going to be next week? I can't guarantee a finish by next week. Oh, really? I can't guarantee it. Damn. Do you do do we want to do? Okay, that's actually a good time to talk about this. Um, we'll talk about do we want to do? Do we want to do not next week, but the week after to be 100% safe? Or do you definitely want to do it next week? And I'll just like really try to buckle down and play the game. Uh, cause the, what the, would you cause, rather do? Because uh, the thing is, everyone has like set in stone because they got plans and such afterwards. Because we, I, yeah, because I thought we. <laughs> okay, okay. <Yeah. laughs> All right, I just need to fucking finish it then. All right, let me see. Um, Next, it's. What are what um did we say next Friday? Next Friday night? Yeah, it's next Friday uh, night when we record. So yeah. Okay. 
All right. Yep. Go ahead and continue. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to interrupt you. So yeah. So basically, um, the next sometime next week or so, uh, we're gonna have a a roundtable discussion. We're going to discuss the game God of War Ragnarok. We're gonna have a uh, big conversation. We're gonna talk about every aspects of it and whatnot. Uh, there will be like spoiler warnings and such. So we'll definitely, um, somewhere around the podcast, we'll put like the spoiler stuff near the end. So, you know, it's just in case for those who haven't played the game, they get to listen to what they want to hear, but we won't dive into the spoilers until later on into the episode. So we'll definitely put in some time steps and things like that. But basically it's going to be me, big gaming, a few other good friends of ours. And we're just going to have a big conversation just talking about it because, uh, God of War is, is one of those games where I think everyone is playing it. Everyone has something to say. And I figured we should have a roundtable similar to how actors and everyone do these roundtables based off of like these TV episodes and stuff like that. And we just talk about what we like, don't like. And I think it's it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be very fun, engaging, and I'm very excited to talk about it. Can't wait to uh, have the conversation. And once it's done, we'll put it out for everybody to listening here and uh, cool. that's yeah. basically all i gotta say on that. <laughs> i um uh yeah i'll have it done because i like i got the whole weekend pretty much i, I have a very open weekend so i'm gonna play the shit out of it this weekend. <laughs> I'm, and plus it's not like i just started i'm i'm 11 hours in so yeah oh shit <laughs> yeah it's not like i just started the game so okay oh, yeah we'll be good i was overthinking it never mind right. false alarm gamers we're good we're good right. <laughs> i panicked for a second <laughs> i was like oh shit here we go nah, we're good we're good um december 9th we'll record friday night and then yes. you, you y'all will hear it the following monday yes sir yes sir and Josh gets to edit that one. <laughs> yeah, I I am. I get to edit that one, and then this will be my first time hosting it, so I'm looking forward to it. I am too, man. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. I th- I think that was a perfect way to close, Josh. Um. I'm I'm all set, man. All right, guys. You know we always love you. We always appreciate you. Thanks for listening to episode 23 of the Time Attack Gaming Podcast. We will see you for the big episode next week the god of war ragnarok roundtable stick with us we'll see you then take care peace